0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of Like Lithops. Uh, This is episode number nine with myself Brett Mordant, your host. It's really great to be sharing with you again. I am going to share with us a quote today and I want to see how that quote unpacks a little bit and works in our lives and I'm really quite excited about what the the quote itself might mean Uh, but today as well is also something which I don't usually do it's uh, something I I don't enjoy doing Uh, but today is is a bit of a rah-rah you can do it kind of podcast Uh, one which which uh, I hope will build you up will give you a uh, maybe a smile on your face or just a a brief sense that um, that everything is okay uh, more so than normal and uh, I hope that's the, the case that is today, that this quote that I'll be using will do exactly that. Just briefly, the quote itself uh, was sent to me by a friend a few days ago, on the very happy occasion of the birth of his son. Uh, in the same message that he, he sent, uh, he obviously gave the weight and the time and the date of the birth uh, and all these cool things, which, which uh, for me has always been a little bit of a strange thing. Um, the child is born, uh, the, the weight doesn't always interest me too much. But either way, he sent me this uh, this quote um, by John O'Donohue, and it really struck me and has sat with me for the last few days, so I'll share it with you. The quote is this, and I'm going to give it a short moment of silence, then read it in a, a moment of silence again afterwards just to let it sink in for you. May you awaken to the mystery of being here and enter the quiet immensity of your own presence. May you have joy and peace in the temple of your senses. Now I'm sure you'll agree with me that is really a, a, a fascinating piece of of uh, writing a, a, a piece of writing that just stirs something within you if I break it down into some textual criticism we see that this is made up of three parts and there are essentially three invitations it says may and that's the invitation part may you awaken may you enter And may you have. May you awaken, may you enter, and may you have. And these three parts, these three invitations that it invites you into give you a a feel and a scope for a life that that then opens up in front of you. So this is, uh, um, as I say, was sent to me at the birth of a child, but it really is a. a quote, a piece of literature, a piece of, of understanding that can be used at any point in your life. If you're at a place at the moment where you're saying to yourself, there's there's struggle all around you. There's, there's a struggle of what's happening in the world around you. I encourage you to listen to these three invitations, to awaken, to enter, and to have, and to use those in your life at the moment. I'm gonna speak about each one and break each one down. The first part is that may you awaken to the mystery of being here I think sometimes we we begin to get so lulled by the world around us that the just the reality of, of what's happening around us um, our, our waking up in the morning our doing everything we need to do a our, our, our task and our oriented life and moving from task to task as we do it and as as that happens life just begins to happen and we begin to to lose the mystery of life very regularly, people will say to you once they've been out in, in nature for a little while, they, they get a deeper sense of the world that's around them, of, of what needs to happen uh, in their own lives to bring a bit of sanity and serenity and, and something into it. But that nature will often allow you to, to do that. But I believe that the reason for that is, is not just because nature is beautiful, there's, there's beauty around us and many other um, uh, man made things. However, what there is is a a, a sense of of unfolding of opening up of newness and of opportunity in each time that we find ourselves in nature we see things like trees growing we see um, uh, rivers flowing or or, or dams rippling Um, we see around us so much of, of something changing and even if we go to the same place again and again as as many people do the same natural place again and again we see trees that grow that that we can maybe even think back if i've been somewhere for for many years i can even think back and say well there was a tree that was a sapling when i was a child but is now a full-grown tree as an adult it's it's that that unfolding that always continues to happen and it's a mystery in a way um because a large amount of the processes that we see in nature are so slow that we don't see them actually happening You'd, you'd need to stare at a tree for a very long time to watch a, a leaf actually grow. And if you really wanted to, you could track it day by day. For for, for some people who, who do things like um, uh, train bonsai trees or, or grow certain plants, grow certain flowers, you can track it almost daily. You can have a look at it almost each day as you're watering it or, or, or tending to it. And you can see just a little bit growing each, each moment. But by and large, we miss the mystery. Of being of simply being alive take it even a step further back and and just think about the universe itself 13 billion years old older than that but uh, kind of roughly in the in the ballpark of 13 billion years uh, That our our planet alone uh, has has um, has really just just changed and transformed and evolved and and even if you went back uh, a hundred thousand years two hundred thousand years the, the Earth itself would look very different to what it looks like today. But it's such a small gradual imperceptible change that, that we don't see it and we lose that mystery. So would you awaken to the mystery of being here? Just stop and either let your mind wander or go find something which reminds you of the mystery of being or think about relationships that you have that, that you're just grateful for because they open up something new in you. They invite you into a new uh, space of being and awaken to the mystery of being. I don't think I can, I can say this enough. We really need to find ourselves in those spaces as regularly as we can. And, and to if we're fa- finding that we're, we're fatigued and we're stressed and we're troubled, to force ourselves into those places where we are, are allowed just the opportunity to, um, to, to to be. That second part is then another invitation. And it's the part which says, may you enter the quiet immensity of your own presence. Something I didn't say at the beginning is that this is a building uh, quotation. It starts with one and you have to have done number one to get to number two, to get to number three. The second part hinges quite heavily on that first bit. We will never find or never enter into the quiet immensity of our own presence if we haven't recognized the mystery of being and awakened to that in our own lives. First we must awaken to the mystery of our being, then we can enter the quiet immensity of our own presence. We live in a world which tells us that we have to push. We have to push hard. We've got to sell things, buy things, do things, be things, go places, see places, take photos, put it on Instagram. We're told again and again that we need to do these things over and over and over and over. And it's a doing kind of, of life. It's, it's a, you have to, to earn to eat. You have to um, make money so that you can do everything you want to do. You, you've got to keep producing, producing, producing in your life. And it's a difficult space for us to be, because sometimes there are moments in our life, and, and I'm, not, I'm not poo-pooing all over that. I'm, I'm, that is very necessary. There is deep, profound joy to be found in, in doing good work, of finding vocation, of, of being uh, in a space where you're enjoying what you produce. But when it gets to the point of, of pushing us over the edge, where that's all we seem to be doing, where our, our worth is measured in what we can produce, not in who we are, then we begin to lose that that sense of our immensity in our own presence. Now when John O'Donohue says this this line, I like to to think of it in this way. That we enter the quiet immensity of our own presence, but that means we begin to recognize just how big our presence is. And this is that rah rah point where I say to you, You are incredibly special. Um, that might not be something which you hear regularly, but I want you to hear that in this moment. You are an incredibly special human being. Uh, there is something unique about you, there is something which is immense in your, in your presence. Uh, and, and I want you to recognize that now. Let me say it this way. We have inside of each one of us a lived life, an imagined life, a being that is far bigger than our body. Many people will say that you have an aura, that there is something around you that you, uh, that, that, that surrounds you that, that, that is bigger than who you are. That's only a small part of it because we're still allowing ourselves to see only a small um, section of our lives. I believe that we each have potential in front of us, and that's a kind of immensity that goes ahead of us. So when we, we find our quiet immensity in our own presence, what we're saying is that our life is, is spreading out in front of us. There's, there's so much that's gone before, there's years and, and decades that have gone behind us, and we've lived in this presence and and I am more than simply the number of hours that I've lived because packed into each of those hours are are emotions and feelings. There's, there's relationships that we've had, conversations that we've had, ways in which we've engaged in the world in, in completely new and different ways. And because of that, we are so much more than just our presence here and now. Some people will say that, that you're your imagination. You can, uh, uh, give, the, the immensity into the imagination. I can I can go anywhere and do anything and, and yes that's true because it's possible. but even if we just take our life's living in what we do in the relationships we have, the conversations we have, those those moments where we've actually been and been present, we then begin to see that our lives are far more, than just this moment now. Yes, living in the moment is incredibly important, and again, it's not something I'll poo-poo on, and it's uh, uh, something that it is something we certainly need to take um, to heart. But in this instance, just bearing in mind where you've been, how you've been able to interact and influence others, how you've been able to to live side by side with others how you've been able to live side by side in this world and, and the natural world around you and just give yourself a moment to think about what's there every now and then i surprise myself by remembering something that i would forgotten uh, particularly when it comes to relationships uh friendships um uh, just just connections that i've had with other people and something will happen i'll, I'll suddenly remember an incident that happened years ago um, and and it, it's something that doesn't sit in my conscious memory, but if I really scratch, I can go back and, and, and get it off. Or, or if there's a trigger in my life or somebody reminds me of it, then I'm, I'm able to go back and relive that. But if you just think about just how many of those instances sit in your brain that you don't actively remember, even that is an indication of the immensity of your own presence. That's how much you've been engaged in the world. There is a uh, a, a bit of a, a bigger one to this as well. In that, I, I said earlier that that our potential gives us something, but the potential is is only a, a half a half potential. It's it isn't there yet because it hasn't been realised. We have the potential to do great things, but we haven't done them yet. And so, for me, when I speak about the immensity of our own presence. I'm speaking more about that which has actually been lived our lived experience and just take a short moment to to reflect on that and see your immense presence in the world and he ends with this and again remember that it's a, a building kind of phrase you have to awaken to the mystery of your being here you have to enter the quiet immensity of your own presence and and i've just realized there is something that i, I wanted to say Uh, About the quiet immensity the quiet immensity is important with the modifier It is a quiet immensity There is A sense I think within most of us Which says that my very being is not something that can be shouted from the rooftops My presence is not something that needs to be pushed But it simply is and it's a difficult place we find ourselves in when we are forced to be, uh, or to at least um, uh, promote ourselves in some way. Some of us do it well, some of us don't do it very well. But we find ourselves in that space where we we occasionally have to promote ourselves. Often for work where we've got to give us give a bio or something like that to, to kind of just, just give a, a bit of um, Um, introduction to yourself for most of us when we put together a cv uh there's there's a tension in us to say like well how much do we boast about what we've done or how much do we just just kind of indicate this is something i can do um and and it's 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 that tension between pushing and boasting and the quietness that goes with it and let me say this there is a clear sense in me that either those people who simply just know me for me and accept me for me and, and they, they know my presence, not because I force it in their faces all the time, but just because they've they've recognized in me what that is. Those people have a deeper sense of me and a better grasp of who I am when, when it's a quiet immensity that's spoken to them rather than a boastful one. And I'm sure we've all met people who who are, are quite eager to tell you about their achievements. Some people have, have just really good motives behind that, that they, they, they just wanna share the, the good stuff that they've done. But other people, and I'm sure you, you've come across this, would have seen that, that they, they really just want you to see how good they are, how great they are, how amazing they are, and, and they'll keep hopping on. And there's a disingenuous something behind that. So when I speak about the immensity and when Joe, John O'Donohue speaks about that as well, that modifier is incredibly important. It's a quiet immensity of your own presence. I cannot big myself up to myself. It's just not going to work. My subconscious will tell me, stopping at all, you need to, to just realize who you are. But the quiet immensity of your own presence means that within my soul, there needs to be a A stilling and a quieting that says, I recognize the immensity of who I am. Okay, so the third part. May you awaken to the mystery of being here and may you enter the quiet immensity of your own presence. And lastly, may you have joy and peace in the temple of your senses. This is an interesting one because for most of us, we actively seek out joy in our lives. We don't often seek out peace although it is sometimes something which we strive towards, we want peace in our lives, but don't get lost in those two words. I think what he's actually saying here is that it's important for us to find a certain presence in the temple of our senses. So what this could well mean for many of us is that we need to begin to take control of our senses. And this is a very difficult one in our modern world we we live in a world where we can get almost any kind of food that we want shipped from all over the world we live in a world where our ears are constantly hearing things and just think about it you you'll often go from a busy house in the morning uh, from the tv on from people talking into a car where you'll listen to the radio into a workspace where you'll be listening to people and hearing what's going on around you, back home to to TV, to to noises, to to stuff that's going on around you. And even just in in your your ears, we find that there's a lot of background noise uh, that happens. Our eyes are even worse, Um, we are bombarded. Did you know that uh, um, most people in a day today will consume more information through their eyes than the average person in the 1600s consumed in a year in a day we will consume more than the average person would consume in a year and so we we're bombarded in our 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 eyes and our senses of of just everything happening around us so for us to say that that we want joy and peace in that is is actually probably the most difficult thing that we can can look at we can find in our lives because first we have to stop the bombardment. First we've got to got to find a place where we're not actively being pushed. And yes, the irony is not lost on me that you're listening to my podcast and that it's a, a bombardment. I'm, I'm forcing something into your brain at the moment. Um, but I hope that it serves as as a reminder that we do need to actively carve out those spaces in our lives where we're not bombarded. So, in in many religions, they'll they'll talk about retreat, they'll talk about meditation, they'll talk about these kinds of things, which which is a forced stopping or slowing of something in your life. Um, fasting, in particular, is one of them, and and it it may be worth looking at, at your own life and saying, where is it in one of my senses? I need to fast one of my senses for a short while just to, to regain something there because it's in the temple of our senses. And again, those, those words that, that uh, John O'Donohue has used are, are very important. They're very carefully chosen words. The temple of your senses and think about a, a, a traditional idea of a temple. Across religions, it's usually a quiet place or it's a place that's quite rhythmic. It's a place that, that is separated out. In many instances, that's quite beautiful. And and you're given this this idea that your senses can then become those things as well. They need to be places that are, are, are reverent and set apart. They are are used for very specific purposes. They're not just general, common, everyday use things. They're a temple. They need to be guarded and well looked after. And so your senses are then... As, as he says, that, that temple, they become that temple and when that happens, when we begin to realize that our senses are a kind of temple, we're then able to begin to find the peace and joy. So don't get stuck in the peace and joy first, you've got to recognize and realize your senses are a temple and where is it that you might need to slow down, to stop, to fast, to retreat within your senses and i'm not saying you have to go away and 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 go on a silent retreat somewhere or a blind retreat or whatever the case might be but what is it that's that's bombarding you that you need to stop and to make a conscious active temple like effort to stop it in order that you can then begin searching for the peace and the joy in your senses because when our senses are free They give us so much when we Find ourselves looking at the right things hearing the right things um, Sensing with with touch the right things It can give us great and deep joy. And I mean that across the board I mean it could be something as as incredibly simple as, as looking at a child's painting and just spending active amounts of time just admiring it, it could also be something even even uh, much bigger than that it could it it could be um um, the touch you receive from somebody just just being aware of that and 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 reveling in that it could be hearing somebody's voice that you haven't heard for a long time and just enjoying it and, and finding the joy and the peace there but we have to stop the background fuzz the background noise before that can happen there is obviously a lot more that could be said on this, but I want to leave it there. I'm going to read to us again the, the quote. I'm going to uh, be silent, read it, be silent. I'll read it a second time again, be silent. And the podcast ends. May you awaken to the mystery of being here and enter the quiet immensity of your own presence. May you have joy and peace in the temple of your senses. May you awaken to the mystery of being here and enter the quiet immensity of your own presence. May you have joy and peace in the temple of your senses. Quote by John O'Donohue.